What's up, good people, and welcome to Keeping the Peace, a podcast for all my Enneagram nines out there. I'm Farron, and I'm really excited for the episode that we have in store for you today. Um, we're going to be talking about boundaries, but we're not going to we're not going to get into it just yet. Um, I've got my friend Ajua here with me. Um, so yes, Ajua, welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, I just want to give you space to introduce yourself, share anything you want to share about yourself with the people, and maybe like share um, like how you came to know yourself and identify as a nine. Mm. Yeah. So first of all, Farron, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. Um, I'm just really excited that this exists because you know, us nines can really disappear into the background. So I'm glad that you're kind of, you know, taking up space in a way that's like helpful and shedding light on um, the beauty of nines. Um, To share a little bit about me, uh, I do a lot of things right now. (laughs) So uh, currently work for a biotech company, but um, on the side, I also serve as a project assistant for um, a dear friend. And then I work in a plant shop because I really love plants. I wish y'all could see my background right now because there's so many of them. And when I'm not working, I love cooking. I love connecting with people. Um, I love creating things. So whether that's creating a beautiful space by cleaning or making food or crafting. Um, And I love memories. I love pictures. And uh, particularly in the pandemic has been a lot of Mm. like scrolling through memories (laughs) in the times before COVID. So, um, but yeah, I think if I had to describe kind of my roles in life, I'm a friend, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. um, I'm an Enneagram nine with a eight wing. Um, I'm a minister by heart, even though that's not what I do professionally, but, uh, it is deeply a part of who I am to be someone who is connected to Jesus, but also connects other people to, um, this God that we love and serve. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yes. yes. I love it. I love it again. (laughs) Thanks for being here and thank you for your kind words. Of I course. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, can you tell us how you came to know yourself as a nine? Oh, yeah. So I feel like I learned about the Enneagram in 2015, 2016. And um, I think I was at like the, the end of semester conference that we would do with students And we always have like that day in between week one and week two where staff are like hanging out and whatnot. And everybody's looking at this Enneagram book. And I was like, oh, what's that? And (laughs) one of my friends was like, hey, you you don't need to think about this right now. Like uh, you might be a little on the young side to be figuring out your Enneagram type. Mm. And I was frustrated by that because I was like, I need to know, like, it felt so necessary for me to know so that I could engage this conversation that everybody else was having. But I'm really glad that I 
honored that wisdom because one of the things that he had said to me was, oh, you're actually, you're in kind of a really tumultuous state in your early 20s and things haven't quite settled for you. And so to kind of just wait and let life kind of even out a little bit before you start making some decisions about what your personality type is. And so I took that advice. I still read, you know, about the Enneagram, listen to the podcasts about it, but mostly mm -hmm. from a place of wanting to understand my closest friends and colleagues. Um, but as time went on, I got more and more frustrated that everybody else knew what they were and I did it. I was like, yeah. this is not fair. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, but I remember the exact moment where I realized that I was at Enneagram nine and specifically a wing eight because I was doing laundry and I was listening to a podcast and they were doing an episode on nine wing eights. And I'd never really covered content on that before. And these two women were talking about some of the, um, particular traits about nines is merging and um, this like almost like explosive anger but it's very <laughs> infrequent and I was like that's me yeah. that's me and the merging thing really made a difference because for a little bit I thought it was a two because you know Christian women are mistyped as that often but um I realized that the ways that I'm able to connect with people actually was a part of my merging, which was unhealthy. Um, and so learning, oh, like that actually wasn't getting to know someone that was merging. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, so just kind of messy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just doing some like personal inventory of how do I actually show up in my friendships? Ooh. And is it good, you know? So, yeah. Ooh, uh -huh, I mean, uh -huh. yep, that's um. <laughs> you've already given me a bunch of new ideas for new content. How do I actually show up in my relationship? Right. Just stay tuned, y'all. Um, you you already heard about the anger that lives inside of a nine. That thing is real and a surprise, I think, to every nine mm. who is discovering that maybe they are in fact. A nine so and very angry yeah yeah uh-huh uh-huh yes <laughs> if you ha if you haven't already listened to the first episode get in touch with your anger understand mm -hmm. talk to your anger don't right. eyes out there it is real please do not sit on it yeah um, yeah but yes I can I can relate like people knowing their their number already it's like oh well let me uh, I'm not trying to be uh, I don't know it's okay that I and just getting to the point where it's like, no, I need to know. Right, I've, right. <laughs> I've reached that space. I'm old enough. I'm mature. Whatever. Yeah. I need to know. Yeah. So I I just, I hear you. Um, and because you are a nine, because we are both nines, there's a lot of things we have left unsaid. You talked about mm -hmm. merging and things already and not showing up sometimes. So I want to give you space, as I will with all of my nines. Um, if there's anything you left upset or kind of like kept bottled up within the last week, two weeks, whatever, that you're like, mm -hmm. man, I wish somebody asked me one more question 
or I just didn't get a chance to say it. People didn't take a breath, whatever it is. <laughs> want to give you space to share anything now if you have something. Yeah. I think the thing that I've left unsaid in the last two weeks has been, or maybe it's not unsaid, but something I wish I could say is ask more questions. Um, there have been a couple spaces that I've been in online virtually where it's a group of people talking and there's one particular person <laughs> who always has a story, but no questions to ask. Mm. Um, and that to me demonstrates a lack of awareness, self-awareness about yeah. how much space you take up in a conversation how much of the time you spend talking. Um, yeah. So I think that's the thing that I want to say, but cannot say in this particular space. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, uh -huh. glad you have time and space to share that with us. Um, I think, I feel like there's a couple of things, but the first thing that comes to mind, I'm like, for the times and spaces that I contribute, conversation ideas, whatever, I'm like, I just, I just need you to recognize my contributions, whether that mm -hmm. is, you know, I, I got the birthday cake or I set up the plant, whatever, whatever it is. Right, I, it right. Just, hey, Theron, I, I appreciate you because I saw that you, you got us the cake. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did, didn't, right. didn't I? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't need a medal. Um, just, I, I appreciate kind words. Maybe that's we're dipping into like some some love language type of stuff. Too. Um, <laughs> we, we're gonna. I'm just saying. Um, maybe you know somebody from love languages will reach out to me at some point. But right. either way, um, I appreciate words of affirmation every so yeah. often. That's what I'll say. So, mm -hmm. yes. Well, um, I think that I feel like that also helps us kind of jump into mm -hmm. what we're here to talk about today an important topic for any number of course um but it is boundaries mm. we're talking about boundaries today oh, um <laughs> I already know it's gonna be good I, I heard a, a little like a small preview so folks if you don't already have you know your your notes app open or you got some your journal just go ahead and get that ready because I already know um right. but yes we're, we're just gonna dig into boundaries um so yes first mm -hmm. and foremost we can just kind of like open up like general info on boundaries like what are boundaries why are they important like mm -hmm. what, what do you think yeah I would say I don't know if I have like an official definition for boundaries, but okay. I can, yeah, I can define boundaries based on experience. So my therapist, this is something that we talk about all the time in therapy is my boundaries. Yes. And, you know, with particular groups of people and, you know, just how to do that well. And one of the things that she talks about is that boundaries help us to be fully who we want to be um, mm -hmm. and not always bend to other people's expectations, but they help us to love other people well. And even maybe for people to learn how to love us well. Um, yes. yes. 
Yeah. So that's something my therapist is always helping me to figure out and um, figuring out like what, what is actually a boundary and what is coming from a not so healthy boundary place. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that. Yes. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, shout out to therapy. Again, something for everybody. Yes. Uh, whether you feel like you got a million things going on or you got one thing, please uh, Correct. find a therapist. It'll uh-huh. bless your life. <laughs> um, and what I feel like is again relevant for everybody, but especially nines in merging a lot and not showing mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time as as our full selves. Like that, boundaries can help us be fully who we are. Right, um, man that's that's good it's it's already right. necessary but then to have the piece of like it's going to help you be more of you right. I think that's really exciting and really important yeah because I think that thing that happens with Enneagram nines is that when there isn't a boundary because we're so used to letting people decide for us who we will be or won't be mm-hmm. that um we can start to disappear Um, I mean, we're already always trying to disappear because we don't want to be seen, but the lack of um, delineation between who I am and who you are starts to fade away. And so I no longer, who who am I, right? Um, Right. Which plays into the merging piece. And I think boundaries, things either that we choose in order to protect ourselves or things that we choose in order to remain healthy, if those disappear, we just become whatever the whims and desires are of the people around us. I wish y'all could see Farron's face right now. <laughs> it's so early. Right. I'm coming for your so next. Good. Okay. So, and I, I say that as somebody who's personally experienced that in my friendships that I, I just like, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So you keep me around. Right. Meanwhile, I'm suffering, you know? So, Jesus, I already told y'all uh, to grab grab your notes, and I was right. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't know everything. Um, I was right because for, first of all, <laughs> you said you said letting other people decide oh. you, and I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, because because that's not even like I walk into a room and like a decision. I'm like, I'm letting this person decide how it. Like it just. It just happens. Yes. Yes. So to take control and be like, actually, no, I don't agree with you. I would like mm-hmm. to go here. Just to, to, to name some of those things to let me decide how mm-hmm. I am showing up and, and presenting myself mm-hmm. in the space just mm-hmm. feels like a game changer. So, <laughs> yes, I wish y'all could have seen my face. It was in shock. <laughs> Um, it was gathering my edges. It was all of those things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can you help us as nines? We're mm-hmm. lost. We are sheep without a shepherd sometimes. Right. Like share some examples or suggestions for mm-hmm. helpful boundaries or even like help us distinguish between like you had mentioned, like the type of boundaries that are actual boundaries right. and ones that I'm just like, oh, I just right I just said it because it's Tuesday like can you can you give us some suggestions 
Yeah, so I want to start off by um, comparing what being a nine feels like in the world. So let's take it back to ninth grade biology. Everybody remember what a cell looks like, you know? (laughs) So the outer, I think it's called a phospholipid um, layer, that little Mm. thing that had the like heads and tails and it's called a membrane. And so things can pass in and out. And um, sometimes nines want to behave as if it is possible to keep the conditions inside and outside consistent so that there's no disruption in our perception Mm -hmm. of what's going on, right? Yeah. And so because, but because the membrane is penetrable, like in the cell, right, things can enter or leave, that we are like that. Like, if your stomach hurts when you're in a particular situation, you have allowed something to affect you. And whether Mm -hmm. or not you know it, it is affecting you. So I just want to name that that's how I think about my life and my personality as a nine is like, it's okay if things pass through that membrane, if things pass through. Um, But what I do with that information matters. Um, So just wanted to put that out there. Uh, The thing that I believe about boundaries for Enneagram nines, and it feels really important that nines have boundaries. And I would also say that for twos, but we're not talking about them. Um, Is (laughs) twos, y'all will get your time in the sun. But I think that there, we should uh, have some good language around how we categorize our boundaries. Um, Cause sometimes we do the thing where it's like, I'm just putting up a boundary and it's coming from a defensive place instead of a loving place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at first I wanted to call the categories true and false boundaries. And maybe it's not even that much of a binary, but uh, I really think that some better words or more entertaining ones are necessary boundaries and petty boundaries. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go there. Yes. Which one shall we start with? <laughs> I feel like we have to start with Patty. <laughs> okay. So uh one of the things I've noticed about myself is that like sometimes I will put up petty boundaries. And as nines, we can be really passive aggressive. So and I think this was something that was mentioned in the previous episode, like I think it might have been you or the guest that was like, you should know that I dislike you today because I didn't look at you, right? So <laughs> Yes, that part, of course. I never said anything, but you clear, it's clear that I'm upset. Right, you yes. should know that I was silent, but guess what? Nines are always trying to disappear, so Whoop. how are they going to see that? But anyway, petty boundaries would be something that comes from a place of passive aggression. Like, and so mm. I don't do this as much anymore (laughs) but and if I do this it's because of my fatigue around my phone but there's some people I just don't answer their texts yeah because I'm like I want you to understand that I am tired Mm -hmm. right or you know not showing up in the ways that I typically would show up as my full self Um, almost like a withholding yeah right so like 
there's a way that a boundary, a petty boundary is like, I'm keeping this from you. You have, you have intercepted my safe space or you have not noticed <laughs> the things that I want you to notice. So I'm just going to, I was going to kind of disappear. Whether it's like uh, in a conversation with someone that I, you know, not enjoying, then I will just check out. I'm not there anymore. I've left Mm. the building, right? Um, And I think a central question that I often have to ask myself around boundaries is, does something feel like it's being stolen or taken from me? Is it my peace? Is it my time? Is it my sleep? That's a big one, you know? That's a big one. Is it my sense of comfort? What is a thing that feels like war is being waged against it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that internal battle for a nine can be so intense, right? Yeah. And so our default is to make a petty boundary, something out of passive aggression, because we don't have the strength or don't even want to, or don't even know that we need to say something. Right, right. Yeah. So that's just. That's, that's this. You're already preaching, okay? <laughs> she said she was a minister. She, she wasn't lying to y'all. Um, okay, for, let me just, I just feel like uh, I, have to, I have to say. Of course. For folks yeah. who have experienced some sort of petty boundary from me, I apologize. Um, I didn't, maybe sometimes I did know. Most of the time, I probably didn't even know that I was doing it. Just taking myself out of the equation. It's fine. It feels like I'm not here. So I'm going to just be, act like I'm not here anyway. Um, right. Yes. To to friends, family, whomever has experienced that. I, yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel called out. Um, <laughs> I apologize. But just relatable content. Like, yeah. very much. I have seen especially knowing myself more as a nine now, like mm-hmm. recognize like, oh, I'm actually just totally, like you said, withdrawing my, from mm-hmm. the situation, the conversation, whatever it is, or yeah. specifically withholding right, whatever a response is like, right. you should know. Right, right, right. And it's really, it, it, it does a disservice to the people in our lives and to us when we withhold or even, um, one way that I would often put it in previous years when I was in a pretty unhealthy spot was like kind of slicing off parts of myself to fit in you know Mm -hmm. in order to not disrupt the peace and right right enough of that will result in petty boundaries or passive aggression or an outburst of anger um, because we it's hard for us to speak up so yeah wow mm-hmm. okay um, <laughs> I just I mean y'all already know um I, I'm gonna have to come back and listen to all this myself I might um, listen to it too <laughs> this is a good word this is a good word I really think people people are gonna be like yeah okay I gotta I gotta do better I gotta do better right. so right those are the petty ones. Mm-hmm. And what are the healthy sort of necessary type of boundaries? Yeah, I think necessary boundaries for a nine. And by the way, I just need to say, I am no Enneagram teacher. 
like I'm not certified in this this is all coming from my own experience but yeah in my experience (laughs) my (laughs) necessary boundaries are places boundaries that come from a place of uh, full appreciation of who I am and who I've been made to be um, Mm -hmm. and from a place that might feel inspired by what God is asking you to do yeah. You know, like to protect and steward the thing that God has given you, which might be you or your gifts or your time or whatever, and asking people to honor that along with you. Um, and so I think one of the ways that I practice this is that um, I like to have at least one day of the week where I don't have anything on my schedule. Now, if something comes up, like if somebody wants to talk or uh, you know, pre-COVID time, somebody's like, hey, do you want to come over for dinner or whatever? I will allow myself to do that. But um, that takes um, planning ahead. That takes mm-hmm. being proactive about the things that we need to do to not become petty and passive aggressive. So if I know that after working five days in one week that I need one day to be in my bed and not leave my bed, not because I'm sad, but I just, I want to be comfortable because I'm a nine, you know, Uh, (laughs) then I will schedule that. Right. Like in my calendar, there are spaces that say no meetings because that's a boundary. I don't need to work after five. Sometimes I do because, you know, I got all these side hustles, but Right. (laughs) But (laughs) those blocks in my calendar come from a place of like, I love who God has made me to be. And therefore, I will not treat myself like a workhorse or I will not treat myself like I'm just available to the whim of every person who asks me for something that they need or needs to meet with me or whatever. I will make myself available as I am able. But it's really about stewardship of the resources internally. Like I cannot do much on six hours of sleep. And I've been experiencing sleeplessness, right? So Mm -hmm. that means I do less, but necessary boundaries come from a place of, I am needed, well, maybe for the nine, this is, we need to say it like this. I am needed and wanted in these spaces. And so I'm going to do the things that I need to do in order to show up fully and Mm -hmm. to not check out and to not withhold because God is not a withholding God. And so if we are to look like Jesus, if we're to look like our savior, one who pours out as we've seen in Philippians two and live this life of humility, even to the point of death, Right. There's a way that we can do that. Admit that we're not God one in the first place, but to even live our lives fully because we have something to give. And those things came from the Lord and we are stewards of those things. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Imagine if the Lord had put up petty boundaries, if the Lord had been stingy with himself. Right. And so the way that I use boundaries is from a place of I want to look like my savior okay (laughs) like I want to be giving but I don't want to um be giving with a hand that is resentful or speaking with a mouth that is 
harmful to people because I am holding some negative feelings inside. Like I want kind of like, um, feel like I'm rambling now, but the, the membrane that I was talking about earlier, that penetrable barrier. Yeah. I want my internal life and my external life to match because I I believe in integrity. Right. And maybe that happens through necessary boundaries because I'm not holding resentment because I've chosen the things I need to choose in order to live fully. Does that make sense? It does. does. But where you start to experience the difference is like you're thinking one thing inside or you don't even know that you're thinking that thing inside and behaving a different way Mm -hmm. outwardly, right? Right. Just to keep the peace. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I have to say this. Um, yeah. the only thing it's gonna, it's all gonna make sense in a second. Mm-hmm. The only thing I remember from really ninth grade biology, I'm sorry to my ninth grade biology teacher, the mitochondria yes. is the powerhouse <laughs> of the cell. I just had to say that. Cause I know everybody was thinking it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, uh, in more serious content, um, mm-hmm. I know Emmy in, in conversations we talked last week, but in conversations mm-hmm. outside of that had said like, yeah, yes, Jesus had boundaries. Okay. Yes, like yes. he was not always yeah. with people all the time. He needed a minute to be alone too. Right. So if we see Jesus mm-hmm. having boundaries, like sis, bro, yes, mm-hmm. you need boundaries too. You cannot always right. just keep going, keep putting like, if it's your day to not set up meetings or whatever it is make that your boundary if you're like nobody will uh interrupt my sleep from this Mm -hmm. then that go ahead right um even jesus yeah jesus having that like surely yeah we need to set up some necessary boundaries too and the other thing i would say about jesus and the ways that he modeled this excuse me for us is even in the ways of self-disclosure. So uh, Jesus chose when he would share things about himself or things that would clarify his ministry because he knew how much the disciples could handle. He knew how to steward who he was correctly. One, because he's perfect, but he knew the effect that he would have on people And sometimes I've experienced this just as I've lived my own life and in seasons of unhealth where this like over disclosure of the things that are happening, where I share too much um, or I don't share enough, like the withholding piece or Mm -hmm. trying to please people. I'll just be like, here's my whole soul. And it's like, (laughs) we didn't need all that, you know, Um, this kind of like voyeurism um, around who we are and information about us. So that, that was just one other thing I wanted to add that um, Jesus isn't stingy with who he is, but he stewards himself well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, we're recording this on Sunday. I don't know when y'all are actually going to hear this, but you didn't know you were going to church today. Hey! You didn't know. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, still yeah. st- watch if, if that's where you're at in life, but you, you can listen to this too mm-hmm. and get a word. Right, right. 
Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Look, I you're you're making me want to literally like go. I mean, I'm like, I need to read scripture and really look at Jesus better. Cause I'm like, oh, he's perfect. Oh, he just goes, he just does this. He already I'm like, this man had some well thought out boundaries. Mm-hmm. 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 He, yeah, like you said, he knew how much, when to share like what folks could handle couldn't like when they were ready to hear it and receive just yeah yes right yes so and never along... resented them didn't even hold one bit of resentment for people that are pushing up on him in a crowd or like you know calling his name or asking him for things like he was always serving from a place of like deep abundance because he's so connected to the yeah. father like he, he like, I mean talks about I'm doing the father's will right, right so right. from a, a place of like this is who I am and mm-hmm. this is what I've been called to do um yeah. I yeah I could I could go on for days but Jesus really <laughs> is my example I'm not saying that Jesus yeah. was a nine or anything like that I think all the things that we are and you know the things that God has called us to be can be found and who God is, but there are ways that the ways that Jesus particularly shows up in scripture as it relates to me as a peacemaker are, it, it is my, it, it is my blueprint, like the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. blessed are those who are peacemakers, you know, like, anyway, mm-hmm. so, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna stop there because, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. We look. We receive all of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along a little bit along the Jesus lines in general, like is is there a way for nines to kind of be able to tell, like when I'm like, just being so much like Jesus, I'm just gonna sacrifice everything. Um, versus like, no, I'm actually, I need to be, I don't want to use the word selfish, but like, I need to be a little bit selfish, like in creating this boundary. Like, is there a way to kind of distinguish between those? Uh, see, this is a thing I'm working on because often it's too late. (laughs) So I've been like, and I think that's part of why I left ministry was like, I was pouring from a place that I just didn't have enough. And granted, I did all the retreat days. I took all the time that I needed to take away. And the unique factors that rolled are rolled up into the job that I was in led to burnout. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't know of a way to always determine health helpfully between self-sacrifice and selfishness. Um, oftentimes the way that I'm kind of led to a place of like, oh, I think I've kind of fell into either of those categories is like friends call me out and they, they mm-hmm. ask me things and they ask me about my life. And, um, one of the disciplines that I really engage with is the examine. So thinking through, um, you know, I think some of the daily questions are where have I felt most loved by God today? Where did I give or receive the most amount of love or least amount of love? Um, Because sometimes 
I can just go through a day um, and not be very self-reflective. Um, but the examine helps me to get at wh- where were the moments where I was walking with the spirit and functioning in a place of not selfishness and not this like martyrdom, but yeah. appropriate sacrifice, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think, um, yeah, I think I'll stop there for that but the examine and people are important yeah yes yes I think yeah self-reflection for a nine really at any point whether you're setting boundaries or you you exploded uh at somebody whatever the situation might you just got through a conflict you're about to end like I think Mm -hmm. self-reflection is always going to be key to be like did I really mean to agree here did I really mean to say that was I being passive aggressive right um was I being petty or is this no this is actually like really healthy this is a necessary boundary um that I need to set up for myself I think yeah self-reflection taking time to be like just look inward a little bit is is definitely Mm -hmm. key yeah um yeah so one of the last things I want to ask is how can our friends family, lovers of nines in general, um, how can we help them like respect our boundaries or how can they even mm. like keep us accountable uh, with the boundaries that we do create? Yeah, um, I think, so one of my friends, she regularly asked me, how are you resting today? Um, and that question can come on a Sunday or a Wednesday and Wednesdays always feel hectic. Um, and I think behind that question is like, what are you doing for yourself to like sustain yourself? Uh, is there anything that you're doing to restore? Um, or is there anything that you need to say no to today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think questions like that from people who, observe my life uh, whether nearby or far away can really offer insight into what they're seeing that I'm unable to see Um, and I think also another thing um, that can help with boundaries is uh, people who know us like just asking how's your body like do you feel any tightness? Do you feel yeah. stressed? Are you anxious? Does your stomach hurt? Um, do you have a headache? Currently I have a headache, you know, <laughs> like maybe I, you know, haven't cared for myself today in the way that I needed to, but yeah. um, I think people just kind of doing the check-in and when they ask to wait as long as you need to, to get an answer because it might take a while because we are so absent and so self-forgetful to what's going on internally and where we may have put up boundaries or didn't put up boundaries. Like we need to sit long enough to observe that in ourselves, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think simply people just checking in, like, don't forget the nines in your life. We are so forgettable. (laughs) Just don't forget us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
please, please, please don't forget your nine friends, your nine mm-hmm. siblings, whoever. Um, I I like that a lot, and I would mm. just add if your nine like shares a boundary with you, that was probably hard for them okay. to even recognize it and then name it like for you. So. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like totally insane, like please don't don't fight it. Don't be like, oh well, that's done. Look, they, it took a lot of work to get to a place where it's like I'm setting this boundary, and mm-hmm. it's healthy. It's necessary, mm-hmm. as my friend, cousin, whoever. Like please, yeah, so respect it. Don't don't right. fight me on it. Right. Don't yeah. Fight me on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> Man, um, are y'all okay? Because again, you're going to have to listen back. You're going to have to pause. I already yeah. know. Um, is there anything else you would like to to share with the people, whether about boundaries or like mm. uh, membranes or anything in between? I... I'm going to share this and I know I don't have time to unpack it, but I think if I say it, people will be like, Oh, I've been doing that. Maybe, hopefully I'm just going to go with it. Um, I think um, maybe another category could be made for boundaries in terms of like insecure um, insecurity, Mm -hmm. like boundaries that come from a place of like, I feel exposed and I, I don't know what to do and I think this mostly shows up in my work Um, like in my previous work and I've heard this from other people who've been supervised by nines or have worked with nines that um, like I would start to like hide my work because Mm. I felt I didn't feel like my work was good and so I had built a and not in a perfectionistic way but nines already don't want to be exposed or seen and so if there is a spotlight on my work and the thing that I feel least proud of you know and I would just find myself kind of bristling at like any conversation about evaluation or results or anything like that because I was like this means I have to confront that this brings out conflict for me right Right. and so there are definitely ways to have healthy boundaries around work, but don't yeah. put up a boundary where there might be an opportunity for change. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, that's as far as I can unpack it, but I think okay. it, it only because I haven't done all the work to unpack that for myself, but I, I, I could feel when reports were due or the end of the year was coming, I just felt terrible because I knew that there would be a spotlight on my work. And so, um, yeah, I'll just leave that there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We'll take it. Um, I'll let y'all know. I haven't done that work either. So um, Mm -hmm. we'll unpack that in the future we'll go ahead and let you unpack that now uh because yes the amount of tension I feel in my body <laughs> when it's like oh it's annual review time uh uh no thank you <laughs> you can just and it's not like I did anything 
crazy or, you know, just completely ruin things. Um, but the amount of tension that is that exists in my body um, is mm-hmm. real. So, mm-hmm. y- yeah, I don't think I, I don't want to be exposed. It's like you said. So right. Right. there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. There's work to be done for sure. <sighs> I just feel like we all need a deep breath <laughs> <laughs> after this word. Um, we will just we we'll leave we'll leave y'all to unpack that. Um, there will be future. There will be more. Okay, there will be more. Just not in this particular episode, but there will be more. Um, right. And if you're curious, you're like, wow, Ajo, you dropped some gems. You dropped some golden nuggets. Like. I need to ask you more questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how you came from my neck here. Um, where can the good people, the listeners, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and both handles, I was going to say screen names. That's so <laughs> dated. Um, <laughs> I'm only You're 28, fine. by the way. <laughs> but uh, it's at add underscore w-h-o-a underscore u-h adwoa basically (laughs) but that's not actually how you say my name uh it's a joke and um also i have another account that's like food plants home that's at mondays dot love so um on instagram but oh and the other thing you know nines are bad at self-promotion I'm on a podcast called Our Canon, and Mm -hmm. I'm with two friends, and we talk about books, uh, particularly Black uh, literature, um, because I'm Black, and we're Black in books. Yeah, put your fist in the air. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) uh, yeah, and we just talk about books that we think should be included um, in the Black canon um, and what it means to be reading some of the books that have been considered a part of the canon, but we haven't read them till now. So uh, we're available on pretty much any uh, podcast platform right now. So mm-hmm. like and subscribe and follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram as well. So yeah. Yes. Yes. We are a podcast that supports other podcasts. Um, so go check them out. Ask Audrey your questions. Hit her up on Instagram and or Twitter. Because um, like I said, she she gave us a good word. She gave us some, some things to unpack <laughs> and to think about for sure, which yeah. I am eternally grateful for. So um, before we end this thing, I want to give y'all the any of thought for mm-hmm. the day for type nines. Again, check out the Enneagram Institute. You can sign up for these emails. This is not my own knowledge. I'm just giving y'all what was given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, as children, nines felt attached to both parents. They strongly identified with idealized and internalized both parents' agendas into their psyches leaving little space for their own needs, hello, thoughts, and feelings. Notice how this childhood pattern affects you now. Wow. Again, these aren't really like super planned. Of course, I don't know what they're going to say each time, but it's just always going to be relevant. So, yes. Um, Well, 
Angela, thank you so much for uh-huh. being here, for joining us, for sharing your wisdom with us. I deeply appreciate it. I know I'm sure I'm going to get feedback when this episode drops like, dang, that was good. So I'm sure the people appreciate it. And for all of my nines out there, keep being brave.